Some of y'all work all the time. I know this, you have two or three jobs. Some of you have jobs that just consume all your time. You're, you're, never, you're never around because you're constantly at work. You almost live at work. Well, no matter what your job is, know this, God has placed you in that workplace. The truth is, God is using you at the place where you work or where you're going to work, and He's shaping you into the person He can use, and He's given you an opportunity to share with others about how great God is in your life. Thank you for listening to the Calhoun Baptist Church Podcast with Pastor Mark Abney. Brother Mark preached from Psalms chapter 75, verses 6 through 7, in his sermon titled, Working for the Lord. And now, Brother Mark. Entitled this uh, message, We'll work, and uh, I'm going to use a verse out of Psalms 76, verses 6 and 7, and find that um, in your word. Stand with me as we read out of God's word. Psalm 76, verses 6 and 7. Not from the east or from the west, And not from the wilderness comes lifting up, but it is God who executes judgment, putting down one and lifting up another. Would you pray with me? Father God, I thank you for your word. I pray that this morning we would be drawn to you. Lord, you would speak to us through your word. You'd speak to us through the Holy Spirit that lives in us. Lord, for Those who have never met you, we pray that the Holy Spirit would speak to them this morning, convicting and drawing them to you. Lord, we pray that the greatest decision that one will ever make would be made today as people hear your word. In Jesus' name, we pray all these things. And the church said, you may be seated. Now, God is ultimately in control of every aspect of our lives, our prosperity, Our blessings, our status, our popularity, our joy and happiness is all in God's control. Your lifting up does not come from anyone, but from Almighty God. Colossians 3, uh, 23 is usually the verse that a lot of sermons are based around when we talk about working for the Lord. And it says, whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord, not as unto men. And as believers, we know that we should be the best workers in the workplace. We should uh, exemplify who God is in all that we do. It's very biblical to work at everything as if we're working for the Lord and to be the best worker that we can be. And no matter where we are or what we're doing, we should reflect Jesus who lives in us through the Holy Spirit. A Christian, the name Christian means Christ. And everything that happens to us as a believer is part of God's plan for our lives. Everything that happens to you as a believer is part of God's plan for your life. And one more time, everything that happens to us as a believer is part of God's plan for our life. So sometimes we don't, we don't think that way. We, bad things happen and we think, well, why in the world did this happen? But if, if we really put it down, the way it is, is God is in control of everything that comes to us. Good, bad, ugly, indifferent, whatever it is, God is in control of that. 
And he's got a plan in, in that. And we know Romans 8, 28 says, all things work together for good to those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So we know that whether it's good or bad, God is doing something in that. We, uh, we know this by a glimpse that we get to see behind the curtain into the spiritual realm where we don't always get to see in the spiritual realm, but here the Bible opens up the curtain and lets us look into the spiritual realm, and we see where Satan is trying to sift God's servant Job in chapter 1, and God asks Satan what he's up to. Satan says, well, I'm going to and fro and up and down in the earth. And that's what Satan and his demons do. They sleek around on the earth looking for some soul to inhabit or some believer to tempt to do evil. 1 Peter 5.8 tells us, Be alert, be of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And that's what he does all the time. Him and his demons are constantly on the prowl looking for some poor soul to take down. Here we see Satan ask God if he can have Job and take all his blessings from him to see if he'll turn his back on God. God told Satan, go ahead. But Satan said, I can't get to him because you put a hedge about him. So God removed the protection he had on Job and he gives Satan the go ahead. So as a believer, Satan cannot get to you unless God allows him to get to you. And God is going to get the glory in every trial. Know this, as a believer, Satan cannot inhabit you or possess you because you have the Holy Spirit living in you. And the Holy Spirit and Satan nor his demons can cohabitate. You see, God is holy. The Holy Spirit is holy and he lives in us and so a demon cannot live in the same body with the Spirit of God. And that's a good thing. Amen? Because the Bible says that if you get clean and you don't have God in your heart and you get clean and you get rid of all evil and, and you have a clean house, you better be careful because Satan and his demons will come and inhabit that clean home. You need the Spirit living in you to protect you from that. James 1 says that when trials come, we count it as joy because trials of various kind test our faith and produce steadfastness. And steadfastness, when it has its full effect, brings perfection and completeness to every believer. Well, we can always take the survey. Do you want to have some trials and testing and no handle glove? Because we don't like trials and testing. But James says that when we have trials and testing and we endure them with steadfastness, that it produces perfection in us and completes us as a believer. So we need them. Amen. If you were saved and you never had another trial, never had another problem, never had another sadness, you would never need God again, right? But we know we need God because we still live here on this world and we're, we're going to face trials and troubles and tribulations. But God uses them to manifest himself in them so other people see Jesus in us. God is aware of everything we're going through. He has allowed it to come to build character in our lives. 
To, some of us have a lot of character, amen? <laughs> he, he allows it to bring godly character to our lives. He, he allows us to place, he, he uses it to place us in the place of his choosing and or place people in our lives that normally we wouldn't place there. And God uses that all the time. So how do you feel about your job? Well, <laughs> oh, that's a good question. You get some chuckles. Some people are like, yeah, I'm good, you know. Well, some of y'all work all the time. I know that you have two or three jobs. Some of you have jobs that just consume all your time. You're, you're, never, you're never around because you're constantly at work. You almost live at work. But no matter what your job is, know this, God has placed you in that workplace. The truth is, God is using you at the place where you work or where you're going to work, and he's shaping you into the person he can use, and he's given you an opportunity to share with others about how great God is in your life. Whether you find, wherever you find yourself as a believer, God knows exactly where you're at. He puts you there, expects you to use your position to tell the good news and to walk the good walk and to fight the good fight. Most of the time, the circumstances we find ourselves, we know are of our own choosing. <laughs> and when we end up there, but God knows. I mean, God knows where we're at. He knows how we got there. And, and he has ordained the place where you're at, even though you may have got there through an ungodly way by poor choices, God will still use that if you allow him to because he wants to exalt himself in you and through you so that other people see who he is. Many folks have come to know and love in the past three years that uh, have come to love those people that we have met in the past three years here at Calhoun Baptist Church who have found Jesus in the cold, empty, dark jail cell where the only thing that was left was them and a Bible. Some pretty bad circumstances where they found the greatest thing on earth. And they surrendered their life to Jesus. And from that moment, our feet hit this earth. Our culture has been stressing that you and I should chase our dreams. We should be all that we, we, we can be. We should, the sky is the limit. You got this, okay? And our, our, we're raised that way, our education system's that way. Everything around us in our culture pushes us to believe that we are in control of everything that's going to happen in our lives. But truthfully, God's in control. God has this. We don't. Look at the folks that God called in the Bible. I don't believe Moses grew up thinking he was going to lead a bunch of ungrateful Israelites through the Red Sea in the desert for some 40 years, listening to them to complain over and over about the miraculous provisions of God and their deliverance from slavery. I don't think Joshua grew up thinking he was going to be a 007 agent in the Lord's army and then have to fill Moses' shoes. Not exactly a career dream position. <laughs> I don't think Gideon wanted to leave the threshing floor and be a military leader and fight with 300 men against the vast army of the Midianites. 
I don't think, I think Jonah's probably still angry over Nineveh coming to salvation. I think Paul did not know that he was going to be a double agent and leave the Sanhedrin and sacrifice his life to a ministry for the same people that he hated. Rahab didn't know she was going to leave the red light district and aid and bet some fugitives and practice espionage for the Lord. Simon and Andrew, they just wanted to keep on fishing like their father did. But all these men were called by God to a different place, to a different position, to a different career than they had dreamed of when they was a child. So have you and I. We have all been called by God. And most of us really did not want, did not pray to be in the life that we're in. But when we get in this life that we're in and we recognize that God has ordained it, God has placed us here for a purpose and it is our ministry, then it changes everything. Because it is where we're supposed to be. More than singing in the church, more than hosting a Christian function, more than any titles or offerings, ties or offerings that you could ever give, more than any act of service that you could ever perform, more than sharing your testimony every day, and more than preaching the word when you speak, more than any of these, God wants your obedience. John 14, 15. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. You see, our worship to God is evident by our obedience to Him. Believers who love the Lord worship Him in their actions. True worship is being obedient to His commands, listening to the Holy Spirit and following Him every moment of every day. God created Esther into a beautiful woman to make her appealing to the king so that the king would fall in love with Esther and give her his heart that she might be able to have an influence upon him to deliver God's people. And he raised her up for such a time as this. Now, I don't know that that was Esther's dream job, <laughs> but nonetheless, she was obedient and God used her in a great way. Are you obedient in the place where God has placed you? He has raised you up for such a time as this. Samuel said in Samuel 15:22, 1 Samuel 15:22, has the Lord has the Lord as a great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to listen is better than the fat of rams. You see, God wants our obedience more than anything else. You know, and, and when we're obedient to God, that releases the blessings of God. Samuel told them that the greatest act of worship was to do God's will. And blessings come down from God when we're obedient. Blessings come down from God when we're obedient. Isaiah 1.19 If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. See that? Blessings come down from God when we're obedient. John 14, 23, Jesus said, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. You see that? Blessings come down when we're obedient to God. Whatever activity you display in your life reveals who you are obedient to. Romans 6, 16, Do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves to the one you obey, either sin, which leads to death, 
or obedience, which leads to righteousness. Obedience to God also keeps Satan away. James 4, 7 says, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Be obedient to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Are you obedient to the Lord's work? Jesus said, Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Jesus is saying that if you and I are willing to lay down our lives and do what he called us to do, pick up the life that he gave us and use that life instead of the life that we want, then he will bless us. After all, we received salvation, and when we did, we said, Jesus is Lord, right? Jesus is Lord. That means I'm in control anymore, and Jesus is in control. And I submit to him, whatever he wants. Is he still Lord? Are you still denying yourself and picking up your cross and following him? Your cross is the special, specific will of God in your life. Your cross is your obedience to God in his church. And this is your cross to bear. Truth is, you never bear your cross alone. He's always with you wherever you take it. Knowing this, laying down the cross is, and not being obedient is not an option. We are to keep carrying our cross. We are called to bear until God replaces our cross with a new cross. And if you've set your cross down somewhere along the road, it's high time you get up and pick it back up and begin to shoulder it and resume the work that God has called you to do. There's no retirement for a believer on this side of heaven. And as long as we're breathing, we're bearing a cross. Not only are we called to the task of bearing the cross God laid on us, but we're called to help our brothers and sisters bear their cross. Because sometimes their cross gets kind of heavy and they need some help. And we are called to encourage them and help them carry their cross at times. Sometimes there's huge holes in the ministry because someone laid down their cross and they haven't picked it back up. Or someone has been retired, they've been called on to heaven, and they're no longer carrying that cross, and their cross is laying there, and no one has picked it up. Sometimes the ministry is crippled because you know the cross you've been called to bear, but you haven't picked up your cross. Other times the ministry is crippled because you picked up a cross that you've not been called to bear, and you're bearing someone else's cross, thinking that that's your cross when it's not your cross at all to bear. And you need to lay down that cross and pick up your cross and carry your cross. Whatever the case, find your cross and bear it up with all the obedience that you have in you and watch God see what he can do through your life. The cross that we've been called of God to bear is the job that God has given us. And while, while we're here on this earth, it's, it's not a job that always suits our fancy. It's not a job that we can do under our own power a lot of times. But it's a job that God has fully equipped us to do. God has blessed us. He's gifted, gifted us with spiritual gifts that complement your cross and lighten the burden to carry it. Jesus said, Come unto me, all you who are burdened and heavy laden, and I will give you rest, because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. If the cross you are bearing 
is a huge burden. And if the weight of the cross has you down and you cannot carry it anymore, it's probably because you have the wrong cross. Because if you had the right cross, it would be a light burden and it would be easy. We are not in heaven yet, even though that's where our citizenship lies. Micah 2.10 says, there is no place of rest for the believers here on earth. In 2 Peter 2.11, it says that you and I are sojourners and exiles. We're travelers, and we're not part of this country. In case you haven't noticed, we're not home yet, and until we get home, we still have work to do. Our cross is not just made of heavenly tasks here on earth, but it also contains our earthly tasks. That means our career, our job, our family, community leaders, recreational activities that we do here on earth are all part of our ministry, God's plan for our life. In your workplace, no matter how much you hate your job or your boss, know that God has placed you there for a purpose. I was talking to my daughter, Jessie, whose birthday was last week, and um, she was telling me how much she hated her former job. She was stressed out all the time. She was unable to sleep at night. And she had be began to pray for God to give her a new job or to do something at her current job. In October, she was laid off. And in, then in November, she was fired. She couldn't believe what had happened. She was so sad when she called me and said, I'm fired. I no longer have a job. She was so distressed. She had done nothing wrong to deserve being fired. The company had just decided to downsize, and it was what happened. She got fired. But in talking to her the other day when we went down there, while she was unemployed, she got much-needed rest. She spent time with her family through the holidays and got a brand-new job in January with a new company that had better pay, better benefits, and a better supervisor. God heard her prayers. You know, sometimes we think, whoa, why did all this happen to me? But then we look back where we've been and what we prayed for, and God blessed us. He blessed us immensely. You see, promotion doesn't come from the East or the West. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't come from anywhere but the Father of lights in whom there is no shadow of turning. You see, God decides how you're going to bring Him glory. God decides how you will best serve Him. And the best blessing that you and I can receive on this side of heaven are the blessings of God when we're obedient to do His will for our life. In conclusion, going to work Monday morning might be the last thing you feel like doing. But transform your mind because that's your ministry. Doing your job, even if it's a job you don't love, is a task worthy of respect and esteem when you know God can take the worst circumstance and make it a huge blessing. We know all things are possible with God. Your dreams may not, may not come calling today, but God will. And God is able to take you places your dreams never could. When you're obedient in the small things, God, with God, you will receive huge blessings, and the blessings of God will take you places you never dreamed of going and make you somebody you never dreamed you could be. Let me ask you, church, where is the cross God gave you to bear? 
If you're carrying that cross and are obedient, God bless you. Thank you so much. Some of you are carrying two or three, four crosses because there are not enough workers in the church to carry all the crosses. But know this, you keep being obedient and God will bless you and you keep carrying the crosses until God brings someone to carry the cross that you're carrying that you're not supposed to be carrying. God wants to make our church full. God wants this community to know him. 2 Peter 3.9 says, God is long-suffering towards us, not wishing that any should perish, but that every person should come to salvation. So what's God's will for Calhoun Baptist Church? That every person in this community would come to salvation. That's his will. That's what he wants. Will every person come? No. But are we supposed to continue to work until they do? Absolutely. That's what he's called us to do. God's will for this church is to grow this church, to reach this community for him. And in order to do that, you and I must carry our cross. Not from the east, not from the west, not from the wilderness will the lifting up come, no. But it is God who executes judgment, putting down one and lifting up another. Your blessings won't come from the east or west or from the wilderness. Your blessings don't come from this world. It don't come from accolades from other people. It comes from the Father of lights in whom there is no shadow of turning. You can be sitting in the worst of all circumstances this morning and be the most blessed of all people because it is God who blesses and not the things of this world or the praise of people. Stand with me and let's pray. Father God, I pray this morning that somehow, some way, someone heard your word and they wanted to know how they could receive the blessings that only you can give. And Lord, you say if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, that we will be saved. So Lord, this morning, I want to help people know how they can be saved by praying this simple prayer. And you pray, Jesus, I believe that you're God's son. And I'm a sinner. And I have sin in my heart and I want you to come into my heart and cleanse me from all my sin, all my unrighteousness and make me holy. And I want you to save me and take me to heaven someday. I believe that God raised you from the dead and you're seated at his right hand and you're hearing my prayer right now. And I want to make you Lord of my life. And if you pray that prayer from your heart and believe it and have faith, God will save you. And he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And he will take you home to live eternally with him in heaven. As believers... And as we've heard the word today, let us transform our minds. Instead of thinking like the world thinks about our job, our work, the things that go on around us, the things that go on in our lives, let's transform our minds to think what's God doing in this situation or that situation? How's God going to exalt himself in my work? How's God going to move people in my life that I can share 
my testimony with and the gospel with, that they too might find what I have. Because everything that happens to us as a believer is ordained by God. And He's called us to do His work, and He's placed us in various locations to be His spokesperson, to share with other people, to be His hands, to be His feet, to do His work, to bear our cross. I pray this morning that if you're not bearing your cross, that you would find your cross, pick it up, and start to carry it. I pray if you are carrying your cross, that you would just continue to, to bear it up and know that God is blessing you. Thank you so much for all that you do for us, Lord. We know all things are possible through you. We pray for our church. We pray for workers. The, the harvest is great and the laborers are few. And all these things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to be singing page. We want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this week's podcast. Our prayer is that if you are touched by this message, that you will respond with action. If you would like to accept Christ as your Lord, we ask that you pray the following prayer. Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner and I do not deserve eternal life, but I believe that you died and rose from the grave to make me a new creation and to prepare me to dwell in your presence forever. Jesus, come into my life, take control of my life, forgive my sins, and save me. I am now placing my trust in you alone for my salvation, and I accept your free gift of eternal life. If you prayed this prayer with us today, then you know that you are truly saved. We'd love to hear from you so that we might connect in a meaningful way, encouraging you to be active in the local church, and share the same saving message of Jesus Christ. Please feel free to contact our pastor, visit our church, or find a Bible-believing local congregation near you. However you respond, please let us know. 